0: Welcome back to Spirituality Untap. I'm Melody. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Solis. We want to thank you for being a part of the sisterhood. You guys are the reason we created this space. And if you're new, welcome, you've found your sanctuary. This is where we finally get to be our weirdest, expanded, most authentic selves together. Yes. You're now a part of this radical mission of finally healing your past, unlocking your purpose, and really truly living as your highest self. Hi, solis. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you are new here, my name is Melody. I am one of the co-hosts of Spirituality on Tap. Usually, I have my partner in crime, Michelle, (laughs) but today is my first time doing my solo episode, and I'm really excited to share with you guys today. Um, I'm a little nervous because I enjoy having someone with me to to banter back and forth with, but I know that this is something that I want to do or I need to do enable for me to grow and develop as a person. It's a little scary, I know, but if you're on your spiritual journey or you're on your healing journey, you're going to come across something very similar to this where you, you know you have to do it. It's just a matter of pulling the switch or not pulling the switch or flipping the switch and just, just trying no matter how awful you may think you are. And as of right now, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I hope it helps somebody out in the end. Um, But today I didn't really have a specific topic that I wanted to talk about, but um, as I'm thinking, as I'm talking right now, I think that the best thing I can do for anyone is to really share my journey from childhood to where I am right now. Um, The reason why I think this is important is because um, as as a lot of you may know, healing and being on a spiritual journey or on the spiritual path or healing path in general can be very lonely. It's hard to really connect with someone because you feel like you're a loner or an outcast or you feel like no one has gone through what you've gone through. And um, maybe about 70% of the time you're right. But there is that 30% that has experienced something very similar. And in my opinion, I feel like when I can relate to somebody, it feels so right. And it feels like a burden has been lifted off my shoulders because I, like, I feel like, oh my God, no one will understand me. How am I supposed to express myself to the world? But um, I found that in Michelle, she and I bonded quite a bit with our, with our experiences growing up and our inner child. And I've realized that it feels so good to be able to tell somebody who understands or at least can fathom the idea, can fathom what I've gone through and really, you know, hold space for me and I want to do that for you by sharing my experience and hopefully like I said I can I can help you in some way shape or form move on to the next level that you need to be at or at least you know get started with your journey so let's get started um as some of you may or may not know <laughs> I'm actually from Anchorage, Alaska I moved to Nevada Las Vegas, Nevada in 2021 um, probably one of the best things I've ever done because my life has changed so amazingly and I'm so very blessed to have had the opportunity to, to move. But before we get into what I'm currently doing right now, let's go back a few years, like a couple of decades, <laughs> a few years, please. <clears throat> but um, as I said, I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, and I grew up in a very strict, stenciled, but spiritual, family. (laughs) Um, That sounds a little, uh, you know, contradicting, like, how can you be spiritual when you're strict and, and stenciled? Well, believe it or not, um, Buddhism can be quite strict and quite stenciled if you see it that way. And I think that can be said for any religion, really, if you follow it to a certain pattern or a certain way, it can be stenciled. I mean, it is stenciled if you want it to be. But um, I grew up Buddhist. I still am Buddhist. And in my family, from what I remember and what I've been told, uh, life has already been predetermined for me because right now I am living my karmaic life, which means whatever happened in my past life, either good or bad, I will, re- I will be receiving the, uh, the, uh, the <laughs> either the good or the bad of those, of, of that past life. Um, I believed because of what I was told, (laughs) I believed I was a really shitty kid or a little, like somewhat of a shitty person in the very early parts of my life or towards the end. I'm not sure how karma works when it wants to work, but, um, I believe that I was a really bad person growing up because I was a shit, as I've mentioned in my, in, in our past episodes, I wasn't the most wonderful child. (laughs) I was very messy. I was, Somewhat out of control. If you need an image, um, this will show my age. But if you need an image, think the wild thornberries and imagine little Donny, little crazy kid that has you know the wild hair and can't talk. He goes blah, 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 something like that. I don't know. I can't make his sound. I'm sorry. But I, my yeah, I I was quite out there. And my parents, at least my mother, wasn't too much into that she was not very fond of the idea of me being loud boisterous and all over the place she wanted a very young docile elegant mature proper lady and I was none of that (laughs) Uh, honestly I was probably never going to be any of that Uh, I was very much into the idea of being stronger and powerful. And now that I think about it, the reason why I am that way is because my brothers raised me. Um, While my parents were working, my three older brothers would watch me. And mind you, my brothers are very powerful uh, powerful individuals in their own right. And they are very strong and outspoken and very boisterous. I got that from them. So mother. (laughs) The reason why I am the way I am is because I was raised in an environment where my brothers pretty much showed me how to act. And in my head, that was the best way because I looked up to my brothers. Um, and you tend to do that. I, I feel when you, when you have people that are older than you and well, and again, they're my brothers, So to me, they're like the epitome of amazing and cool. Um, so I was like, I have to be like my older brothers not like whatever the hell my mom wanted me to be. So I ended up just really trying to be one of the guys, one of the dudes or whatever. And it was okay for a time, but then I started to notice that I didn't like myself too much because I would put myself into these really bad situations where I was like being picked on because I was hanging out with the boys a lot. And people thought I was, you know, being very flirtatious or promiscuous for a young child, from the ages of what nine to 11 people would uh kids my age or my classmate would say oh you hang out with the boys too much you know and you're just trying to show off or blah 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 and i'm like whatever but you know as a kid it still hurts you still your feelings get hurt and i didn't like that so i tried hanging out with more girls but when i did i came across very bitchy and bossy because i i was used to having such a presence, I was, I was used to having such a presence or trying to fight for my presence amongst the boys that it came across a little too strong for some, for some girls. So herein lies the, uh, the issue of where I didn't know where I fit, I didn't know where I belonged. So I kind of just melded myself with whoever would be willing to accept me. I know that's a little sad when you think about it, right? But I mean, it's the truth. At some point, I feel like a lot of people do that. They, they don't know what's right because they have so many, so many reactions that you can't really figure out where you belong. So uh, <laughs> that was pretty much my life. And as I got older, um, it didn't get any easier. Um, I did find myself doing my best to really get my mom's approval because she's our, She's the matriarch of the family, so what she says goes, and what she says is pretty much cold, and I really did try as a kid, like in school, I did my best to be, like, straight A student, have, like, get on the principal's list, or whatever it's called these days, but I really did try, Um, and to some, I got some results from it, like, my mom was really happy when I made straight A's um, during, in school, and I made the honor roll, I made, uh, i I, I made a lot of things in school happen, which was great. But um, after a while, I, I think around, I wanna say sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade, I really had this moment of, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, and I started going inward and trying to search for a safe place. And I ended up finding that in anime and manga. And if you guys have listened to the past episodes, you know that I talk about about it a lot, and I reference a lot of anime and manga. Um, if that annoys you, my bad. I that's all I know. And that's all I love. Well, one of the few things I uh, I love, and um, and yeah, I I went into manga and anime because uh, I found that the creators of these wonderful, wonderful series had a way of making you feel like you were noticed, that you were known by these, by these 2D characters. I think the first one that I ever really, really like got into was Naruto. And if you guys don't know what Naruto is, <laughs> Google it. It's literally like, it'll pop right the hell up. But uh, Naruto is about a young boy who is an orphan, who lives in a ninja t- village. And he has a very big secret and he doesn't know that secret until he's like, I think 11, 10 or 11, but, uh, he's basically shunned by the rest of the village because he holds a very, very powerful demon inside of him. But what really got me was the fact that he was so alone as a kid and no one understood him, maybe a few people, but no one understood him. And it's so, to me so hard that I cried for Naruto like I literally cried for this character and I'm like why am I crying for a cartoon um but I found such connections because of Naruto I started to like really binge through different mangas different anime and after like a hot minute (laughs) it became my full-blown obsession uh uh, my mom was not too proud of that because she was like, you need to stop watching cartoons. It makes you stupid. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be stupid. <laughs> I, I It was probably one of the best moments to have found like a safe haven for myself. Um, and I pretty much immersed myself into manga and anime and eventually the Japanese culture, because it started, I started to see the, Uh, the elegance that my mother so like desperately tried to make me into as a kid, uh, a younger child. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I fell in love with the geisha and I saw how beautiful and elegant she was. And I'm like, is that what my mom wanted me to be? So, you know, I aspired and I just started looking into these things and my passion for the Japanese culture eventually kind of imploded or exploded, whatever, one of those two or both. And, um, yeah, it, I just pretty much went into myself and I found friends that really loved the same, uh, the same things that I did. And you know, even at that point when I found friends, I still felt very alone because, of course, no one really understood what I was going through. And I felt really jealous of other people when they said, oh, I'm going to go do this in college or this is what my life is going to be like after college or after high school or whatever. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't. Like my mom just said, go in for accounting. Accounting is all about money, 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 money. And and as you guys already know, money was a very big factor in my family growing up because we didn't grow up rich. We actually were quite below, we were within poverty, (laughs) I believe. And Um, My parents did everything they could to take care of me and my siblings, and I am very grateful and blessed for that because it's instilled very powerful and strong working habits, and I greatly appreciate that. But I found that my, however, I found that my life was very focused on money, material goods, and that was pretty much it. Like I had actually had a conversation with my cousin and we were talking about what happens to us when we no longer feel drawn to a, to a job or a career or a role. We, we, we're lost and it sucks because our, our happiness or at least our, our scale of happiness is tied to a position and a yearly salary and what you can do with that yearly salary it sucks because then afterwards I'm like, what happens outside of that yearly salary? Vacation, cool. What do I do on vacation? Buy eats, buy stuff, eat eat food, post it on social media and that's it. So um, I realized that um, as I got older, I still didn't know what I want or who I wanted to be. And if I had only one year left to live, what would I do? (laughs) And would I, and I started asking those questions in in my early years of uh, college, because I mean, high school was pretty stenciled. So I, I felt pretty safe and I didn't think past that point until we actually hit college. And I realized that I had really nothing to show for all the work that I've done. I mean, yeah, I'm a straight A student, cool. What does straight A's really get you in life? Besides the fact that you do your work and you do it well, great. Like, what's what's outside of school? I didn't have an answer for that, and you might be feeling that you have no answer for yourself right now, and that's okay. As long as you're asking the questions, what do you want to do from this point out, or really asking questions that will propel you forward. Um, but I. Didn't do that. I just asked, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find my passion? What's I wasn't asking the right questions, you know, I was just blaming myself to the point of no return. And then I started to switch the blame onto my family because I was like, this is all their fault. If they let me do this, that, and the other, I would be so much happier. Um <laughs> side note, I, I don't think that would have been the case. Um, if my parents were the polar opposite, I probably would have wanted, you know, a stricter, slightly stricter upbringing to where they were involved in this, that, and the other. It's that, it's that uh, the grass is always greener on the other side complex where you think it would be better if you had the other. But in actuality, it's, it's not, it may not be. Um, but yeah, college was a time of discovery for me. It was a lot of trial and error because uh, um, during the first semester of my first year in college, I ended up getting kicked out of my home and I ended up having to figure out where to live. I was, I, I was homeless for about a year actually before I got my first place with, uh, with, with my ex. And um, it was both empowering, but very tiring. Like I, I was like, is this it? <laughs> I was like, is this all I'm meant to do is just to struggle? Oh my God. i I like, I'm having flashbacks as I'm talking to you guys about this. um. But yeah, it was. It was very tiring when I when I started to shift into a more independent and mature role, and at that point I still hadn't found myself. I really hadn't, and I only really thought about giving myself more after uh, my friend Amber had introduced me to the Secret and the Law of Attraction, um, and I started to think, oh, I can I can give myself better. I can give myself more. I deserve it. it this went on for like two weeks, and then my uh, impending doom started to encroach itself in my, in my head. Um, to sum it all up, after even though I knew that the law of attraction worked because I allowed it to work in the first two weeks that I learned about it, after those two weeks, my 20 years of programming kicked in and said, if you couldn't get your mother's approval or your mother's love or whatever it was when I was, at the time I was thinking about it, what makes you think that you can get the $100,000, the million dollars, the successful life, the whatever? Like those words started to, those words, those images, those statements started to like compound in my head. And I was like, fuck, like how can I get all these things that I want if I couldn't get the love of my own mother. (laughs) As I say it, I'm I'm laughing, but it was very true, guys. Those feelings were very true. And if, again, if you're on your journey or you're starting your journey and you have that doubt, that's normal. That's very, very normal. Um, What's not normal is the fact that um, I allowed it to sit there for so long, I think. Uh, After learning about the law of attraction, I stopped. I stopped really focusing on it because I was like, well, if like attracts, like I really should stop thinking about all the bad shit. <laughs> and let me tell you, it didn't stop. I I, I still kept on having those self, self-sacrificing, self-deprecating thoughts that um, kept hitting me for a while. And I was like, I kind of went on autopilot for like, I want to say a year. And after that year, I actually ended up, I believe, getting in contact with my, my now husband, um, he slightly cornered me (laughs) and made me kind of go on a date with him by saying, Hey, Melanie, it's winter break. You want to go on a, you want to go to a movie? I said, no, I don't have any money. He said he paid for me. And I would, you know, say, I don't have a car. He would say, he'd pick me up. He's, I would make up a damn excuse saying I'm kind of busy. And then he would, you know, throw back my rebuttal in my face and say, Melody, it's a winter break. You have nothing to do. I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> it was probably one of the best things that have ever happened to me. I resisted it a little bit, but uh, we ended up going on a beautiful date. And Eight years later, I have the most beautiful, amazing and wonderful husband I could ever ask for. And I'm very blessed to have him. Um, <laughs> but that, I think that was really one of the bigger signs that my life was going to get better, whether or not I realized it. And a lot of you might ask, like, how do you, how, how can I sense or at least have an idea of my life shifting? Um, I can't really tell you that because everyone is different. Your experiences are different. And of course, your realization point is different. Um, For me, I didn't realize how amazing I had my life until I got sick. And sometimes it, it takes you a very big scare for you to realize how amazing you have your life or how blessed you of uh, a life you have. Um, in our previous episodes, I've pointed out to, uh, to the, uh, to our audience is that if you're listening to this, uh, podcast on your iPhone or your Android, and you have AirPods or wireless headphones, you are extremely blessed. You're extremely blessed to have, um, you're, yeah, you're, you're just very lucky to have this because growing up, I never thought I would have anything like this. If you were born in the 1990s or as my nephew would say the 1900s, um, <laughs> you, you knew a life with that technology and you knew a life with, uh, without Google until like college or like high school. So to me, I, I'm very blessed to have all the things that I have in the palm of my hands and how easily and accessible my, uh, my information and buy or just buying things is. And it's, it's so wonderful to have. So I would implore you guys to take a moment and to take in what you currently have. If you have a home or a roof over your head, again, it may not be the best, But if you have a home to return to and you have a place to rest your head, you are very, very blessed because most people don't even have that. Um, If you have money to buy food or money to pay bills, you're extremely blessed to have electricity or running water. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. But before I like start uh, getting into my, uh, my, uh, you should be blessed speech. (laughs) Let's move forward a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, um, after my husband came into my life, he and I really just started to build our life. And I occasionally dabbled in the occult, um, mainly because I've always had a calling to it. I I don't know why. Um, I jokingly say that uh, Hayao Miyazaki, uh, tricked me (laughs) into going into the occult because, uh, I I love uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. That's one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies growing up. And um, Kiki is a witch. And I always like fantasized about being a witch and being so badass that (laughs) I could, you know, jump on a broom and go anywhere. Obviously not the case. (laughs) But um, yeah, I dabbled in the occult and really started to learn about different cultures and how women were viewed. And then I started looking for ways to be a more stronger, proper, and powerful woman. Uh and it, it was a roller coaster. I, I can't say that I did it consistently. And um again, if you guys are starting out, I don't know how consistent you want to be, but for me it was like a really high, high then extremely low, low where I didn't really do anything at some point in time and it would take me two or three months to get back on that bandwagon and to me I think that was okay because I gave myself some time to think about what it is that I wanted to focus on and usually when I started picking up on doing my doing more research or doing more reading it was because I was genuinely interested in something so I think it's it was it was a good way for me to to learn about myself and if you guys are doing that too wonderful keep going but uh yeah and after being with my husband and uh living a good life we started actually plateauing um we were comfortable and there's nothing wrong with being comfortable guys but for me my soul and my my inner self was like you need to go do more go do more go do more I don't, I didn't know what more was, so I didn't really follow it. And it just started to, to compound on me. Like I'd have these thoughts about, you know, going to see the world, traveling, vlogging or blogging about my, about my life. And I was like, go do something. I never did anything. (laughs) Um, And then 2020 hit. Oh my God. (laughs) Was 2020 an eye-opener? And I think it was an eye opener for everybody because you really, really had to sit and be with yourself. And let me tell you guys, for me, being alone with my own thoughts was quite dangerous because I would start to imagine everything that I want. And then it would go in this downward spiral where I was like, why are you even here? Yeah. It it went, you know, from zero to 60 pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, and um, around that time, uh, around that time, I ended up getting very sick. And I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, but uh, I got really sick and I didn't know what the end result would be. And of course, you know, it sucks to hear that. It really does suck to hear that. It, but I made a declaration to myself that when I got better, I would be moving out of Alaska and my husband was on board for it. And what do you know, three months later after eating horse pills or sorry, they're not horse, they're not actual horse pills, but the size of them were like gigantic. But after eating my medicine and getting better, um, my husband and I had less than a year to sell everything and get our butts ready to leave for Vegas. Um, and that journey in and of itself was actually quite, is quite powerful in my eyes, but uh, hopefully I can paint an image for you guys. Um, So once we, once my husband and I had decided to move to Vegas, we started selling everything. Like we sold all of our stuff. We threw anything away that we didn't need it. We basically whittled it down to the most essential basic and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll think of it in a second, but we basically just only brought the things that we knew that we didn't, we knew that we couldn't replace. Um, and one of them was our 2017 or 18 WRX, um, sentimental, there we go. Ha! Only took like 60 seconds, but, um, yes, anything that was sentimental to us, we would take, um, one of those things being one of our car. Um, the reason why it's sentimental is because it was the car that our, our uh, dog, baby girl, she passed away a a couple of years ago. She, that was the last vehicle that she rode in and I was not about giving it up. So we were going to take, we were going to ship the vehicle down, um, and fly to Vegas. Of course, that didn't, <laughs> we didn't fly. <laughs> Instead, um, the airlines threw a restriction on us saying that we couldn't have bully breeds on the plane or they couldn't accept bully breeds. And that, uh, uh, yeah, it was a no go. And pretty, pretty much uh, we had to, you know, scrap that idea of flying. And we decided that we were going to drive through Canada during COVID to get to Las Vegas. If there was, if there was a physical way, if there was a physical form of your spiritual journey, I think the drive from Alaska to the lower 48s, which is the rest of the United States, um, is, is a journey in and of itself. And I think that it represents your spiritual growth so well. Um, it, so I, I believe safely it takes about seven days to drive through Canada, which mean that, which includes, you know, break stops, getting at least a minimum of six hours of sleep. Yeah, we weren't doing that. Canada was not letting us have that. We actually had to drive through Canada within, I think, three to four days. And mind you, this was the early, 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 early times of 2021, where if you were traveling, you know, you had to have a really good reason to be traveling, Um, and it was that around that time where the vaccine started to come out and, uh, because we didn't want, you know, a chance of us being turned away at the border, we got the vaccine. We pretty much did everything to a T to make sure that the person at the border wouldn't turn us away. Um, yeah, we spent three to three to four days driving from Anchorage, Alaska, all the way to, uh, Sumo, Washington. And oh my God, I have never been so tired and drained and, and very blessed to have my husband <laughs> and, and have the, the opportunity to go through an experience with him like that, because I realized how amazing he is. And I realized how resilient I can be and how positive I actually can be. And um, yeah, it was. It was pretty amazing um if you ever had the opportunity to drive the outcan which is what the uh uh the highway is called from uh anchorage to through canada to washington and vice versa um i would recommend it uh if you can stand being with your significant other in a car with three dogs for four days um you guys can go through anything together uh but yeah we ended up doing that and I just realized like how wonderful of a person that I have next to me. Um, I mean, my husband, how wonderful person my husband is next to me. And I realized how much I had grown from when um, I was a child to the person that I was traveling because you know, the people that say that they're gonna do things, but they never do them. I felt like that was the person that I was going to be. Like I would say all these awesome things but never do those awesome things. But finally, I was able to do something that was meant for me. And that was making this gigantic move with no no backup, nothing, to a place that we had no friends or family and just going on pure blind faith that everything would be okay. And let me tell you guys, I am absolutely better than okay. It's been exactly a year since my husband and I moved down here. And within that year, we got married. Um, We both got jobs that we adore. Uh, My husband, well, okay, I adore my job. My husband is like having the best time of his life at his job. Um, He's making more money than he's ever made. And he's, very proud of what he's accomplished. I'm proud of him. Hell, I'm so beyond proud of him. And for me, I've discovered like more about what I want to do and really embracing the fact that I've healed so much since the day that um I got sick. Like I no longer blame myself for the things that I feel because I'm human. I'm going to feel what I need to feel in that moment. And sometimes guys, that those feelings can be can those feelings can be a little negative. Like, yes, I do feel jealous here and there. Yes. I get angry. Yes. I get annoyed. It's totally normal. And, and I allow myself to feel those feelings. And then if I haven't gotten those feelings out, I'll talk it out with my husband. We'll go, we'll do what we call is our car therapy, where we just vent to each other. And then we're like, you know what? I feel good. I'm done. And now we're more of Trying to experience life and and really live out um, our dreams <laughs> before we start a family. And, and, and not to say that uh having a family would halt your dreams, but one of my biggest dreams was to make sure that we we had everything ready before our kiddo comes. Um and no, I'm not pregnant, I'm trying to get pregnant, but um, but I I want to be in this, when I am pregnant, I want to be in this place of, of peace, of calm to where I know that I can be present for my kid. Um, that's pretty much one of the biggest things that I'm going to manifest. Uh, and yeah, and now I have this beautiful opportunity to have a podcast with one of my closest friends and my best friend, and I love her dearly. And I, and I get to talk to you guys. I get to tell you a little bit about myself and hope that you, you use what I tell you. And if none of this made sense and you're like, this bitch didn't tell me jack shit, that's useful. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't apologize. I'm just telling you my story. But I will leave you with a tip. And this is the one thing that I wish I drilled into my head a lot. If you want to change your life, just start. Just start, guys. If you don't know what you want to do, okay, then figure it out. The best way to do that is figure out who you are. If you don't know who you are, I suggest you go to the library, pick up some random books and start reading. If you don't like any of the books that you read, look for another one. Keep looking until you find something that piques your interest. If it piques your interest, just dig a little deeper. It doesn't have to happen all in one day. It you just need to do it a little bit a day. You know, like one do be one percent better. Um, and I guess if you really want to take initiative or take action, one of my biggest Things I'd like you to do, or at least my biggest advice to you, is read the atomic habit by I believe James Clear. I think that's his name. Oh crap. I'll I'll link it in the in the description below. But read the the atomic habit. That book is so profound. And it's such a good way for you to build your foundation into building the best version of yourself and your best life. Because if you can't, if you can't fathom spirituality just yet then why don't you fathom something that's been, not fathomed, but why can't, but let's start you with something that you can believe in. And that's some, and that's a little bit of science applied to what you already currently do throughout your life. And that's your routine, your patterns, your habits. Atomic habit is absolutely wonderful. It's broken down into such a clear and concise way that you, that anyone can understand it. And I think it's a perfect starting point. So If nothing I said rings to you, at least take this away. And this is your sign to get started. And that is read the Atomic Habit or get it on Audible or as whatever. Read it, listen to it, whatever. But I suggest that you apply it to your life because at that point, you'll be making some progress as opposed to no progress. Um, Damn. (laughs) I feel kind of bad that I didn't have anything more profound, but I mean, to me, my life journey has been profound and that's all that matters. Uh, I've gone through so much and so many emotions that I don't think I could really clearly explain it to you guys, unless like there was a projector attached to my brain and, you know, everything from my brain was being projected onto a screen. (laughs) Oh, but, um, I really hope that, again, something piqued your interest or at least my final tip to help. And if you have any more questions, guys, please feel free to reach out to me or Michelle. Michelle is such an amazing human being. She's great. She's wonderful. And she is also launching her program um, in August, I believe August 8th. She doesn't have an official title for it, but check out her page. She has so much to offer and she's Again, absolutely wonderful and such a go-getter. I think you guys would benefit so much from her. But I'm going to leave you guys here. Um, And I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day. If something's going wrong, it's it's just that one thing that's causing you to have a bad day. It's a bad day, guys. It's not a bad life. So learn from that one little bad thing and then improve it the next day. So you don't have to, redo it all over again. All right, guys, remember you guys are absolutely everything. And I know that's the wrong phrase, but you guys are absolutely everything.